three, four, get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight, feeling great. Nine, gonna shine, life is good. I'm doing fine, ten, gonna do it right and do it again, yeah. I look into the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me, so gonna share it with another. I got two show to give. Let Hi guys, I'm Steve Smith and welcome to Laundry Lowdown, the podcast. Today I am very excited to welcome Rachel Bell. Hello. Hi. So can you tell everyone? This awful thing off me. <laughs> oh no. So you have a wrist support on right now. Oh yeah. I do a lot of computer gaming, so oh, oh gotta, no. Gotta protect yeah. carpal tunnel. <laughs> That's fun. Can you tell everyone where you're based? I am in uh California, uh the US. Yep. Okay. And, uh, I'm way down south, uh San Diego. Like, oh, okay. It doesn't get much south than, than this. Oh, yeah. Next stop is Mexico. <laughs> oh, is there? Pretty, wow. like, okay. pretty, like, pretty much. Like, it doesn't get much more south than, than here. Okay. And so for people that are not aware, I'm uh, in Greater Manchester in the UK. So it's currently 9.15 UK time. And I think it's around quarter past one your time, Rachel. Is that right? Yeah, about Okay, so I prepared a few questions um, for Rachel. And the first thing that I wanted to highlight was I think that there's kind of a lot of misinformation um, and probably a lot of naivety with regards to um, what tr what trans is. So Rachel tells me that she is an open book. So can you please tell everyone um, what... It is to be TS as an abbreviation as trans um, and how it differs from TV um, and CD. Um, well, uh, right out the gate with a big can of potential worms. <laughs> you know, I thought I'm going to drop you in at the end. <laughs> so uh, I think a little disclaimer is necessary. I am not the authority on all this. This is just some things that I've kind of observed or learned along the way. Um, and then, of course, some of it is, you know, personal opinions or, or things sure. like that. Yeah. Um, but basically, so I guess, I, again, I hate to put it like this, but if you start kind of like towards the bottom, you've got mm -hmm. cross-dresser. Yep. These, are, these are males who mm -hmm. get some sort of sexual pleasure okay. out of wearing women's clothes. Um, that's pretty, it's just a, it's a fetish. It's all yeah. it is for them. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know. The, the thing that people, I think, mainly need to be painfully aware of is that gender and sexuality have nothing to do with either of each other. Correct. Um, yeah. They tend to influence each other because of society, but they're not. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people forget that. They think, oh, you look like a girl. You like guys. No, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um so I think that's, I think that right there is a major issue of confusion yeah. with people is they just, I think they, they kind of hit that little roadblock in their brain of. They assume that what, they go hand in hand and they don't necessarily. And when that like, roadblock happens, they just shut down. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then a TV that that's where the area gets really gray. Okay. Because that's when you start getting into like the drag queens Okay. Um, they usually get kind of grouped in with like the, the TV uh, group. Mm -hmm. yep. These are usually males that they just enjoy the clothes. They're, they mm -hmm. don't necessarily get any thrill or anything. They okay. just they like them better. 
Okay. Um, and of course, you know, you've got the, on the far end of that, the ones that do enjoy it and they have the drag queens and, you know, they go all out with the stuff and, and even some of them go as far to have some surgeries. Um, sure. and, that, and that's, and that's where that gray area starts blurring is because even though they still probably consider themselves, you know, drag queens or, or TV, they have started that a little bit of that transition period. Okay. Um, so I feel like on that point there, there's within CD cross-dressing, you can be straight, bi or gay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm within TV as well. You can be straight, bi or gay. You can be anything sure. in anything okay. like there, right. there's okay. yeah i mean it's i actually did a, a a video a long time ago trying to like lay it all out there of this is a fetish this is a gender this is you know that you know this is sexuality this is gender and they they're they're very different yeah they're very very different so um probably need to revive that thing it's kind of I think not, like I think it got deleted actually I really where, where was it where was the video I think it was on Vivio okay um and I think my account just went inactive for too long and they were oh, just like yeah you're not here anymore bye-bye <laughs> oh. okay so can you clarify for me and for everyone listening what transgender is because that's is like is that the same or like, is that another area as well? Honestly, I mean, when you're talking about any of the trans, uh, the trans tree, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, there's so many different levels. There's different branches. Hi, puppy. Um, is, puppy? That, is puppy a, a dog or a cat? He's a little dog. He's <laughs> okay. a little dog. He's my favorite. He's my buddy. Um, but, uh, He's desperate for attention. Oh. But uh, like, so transgender is, I mean, base definition is a male who feels like they are a female on the end. <laughs> give him a little rub. Just pat his head. <laughs> it, oh, it's never enough. It's never enough. Um, but uh, so, you know, is a, is a male who feels that they were born in the wrong body and that they feel like they should be female. They associate with the female lifestyle better. Yep. They just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like this, I hate to call it a need, but it, I mean, it really is. I mean, I, I'll, I'll never forget when, you know, what, what kind of, I guess started all this is mm-hmm. when I was really, really little, my mom worked in baking, okay. um, banking. Um, and of course, you know, back in the nineties, you know, bank tellers, I mean, even now they, you know, they usually look very, very nice for their job. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at my mom and, you know, my dad, he was in the military, so he obviously looked good for his job too. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was looking at my mom and, you know, all the dresses she'd wear and all the outfits. And I just thought, well, I want to be pretty like that. But at the yeah. same time, like now keep in mind, this is when I was four years old. Um, wow so that's your earliest like recollection of of uh kind of like well, that's when it probably would have been like three but yes wow um like three or four and I know that seems like crazy but I'm just one of those rare people that I, I actually remember a lot from my very early childhood 
Yeah, I don't know that that actually is crazy because I have memories of been probably as young as three. So if I can remember, I used to have this little post office set. So like a like a mailing office. Um, and I used my dad brought me up. Um, and so I remember playing this like stamping game with him when I was three. So if I can remember that, why would you not be able to remember feeling something like, as significant precisely. as that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, if I but, can remember that, why wouldn't you? But it was funny because at the exact same time, even at that age, there was also like a little voice in the back of my head that was like, you shouldn't tell people this. You're going to get in trouble. Okay. Um, and turns out I, I actually asked my parents later on and I was like, hey, you know, what, what would happen if I would have, you know, displayed these things? Because I hid it very well. Yeah. I mean, of course, my family, they found some stuff here and there, but mm-hmm. overall, I hid it very well. Um, and it turns out, yes, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Uh, I would have been it would have been a bad situation. So it's a good thing. I how old I were you when you asked, how old were you when you asked them that? Like if you'd got, if you kind of, when you said to them, this is what I was thinking, what would have happened? Well, I had already fully transitioned by then. um, And that's something I have a different definition of most people on what fully transitioned is. Okay. Um, But, you know, I was already living as a, as a woman for a couple of years, I think at that point. And I just, thankfully all of my family came around. They're very accepting. They're very, you know, they call me daughter and, um, they're not, but when it comes to me, they're, they're accepting. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I just asked him out of curiosity one day, I was just like, you know, I think I was 23. So okay. I said, oh, wow. it, it so had been like, a couple years after I was already full time. And how old are you now? I'm 28. Okay. That's a lie. I'm 29. I just had a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> just had a birthday. <laughs> Woohoo! Happy birthday. <laughs> back in February but you know what day in February was it the 28th okay so um I'd like to move on to my next question which you've kind of already covered somewhat so um what has happened on your transition journey so far to take you from male to female and are you fully transitioned and I, I before before I finish that question, because you say that you think you already are for you, are you fully transitioned in what, um, like in the UK, Joe, we use the phrase Joe public and kind of mean like the regular person on the street. So, um, would you say that you're fully transitioned as Joe public would, would assume like for what they think is fully transitioned? Or do you think that perhaps, some uh, like a regular person that might think that you have more to do um I mean if you're just going off say a picture or just like if you see me on the street mm-hmm. there's I'm I am lucky enough and not to toot my own horn but there's no question that I'm female like yeah people don't, they, they don't they don't I question have, it I have been um, staring at you for 11 minutes and absolutely <laughs> absolutely like yes I agree. I appreciate that. Um, I got very lucky. I got some good genes. Um, yeah. But uh, so I haven't had bottom surgery. Um, okay. And I honestly don't know if I'm going to um, just, I mean, there's, there's so much. It's, there's it's lot, disgusting what it takes. I mean, yeah. you need multiple letters of recommendation. You yeah. need, um, in most cases, it's not covered by insurance or most of it isn't covered. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, I, I'm a, I work from home. Like I work for me. So I don't Mm -hmm. have, you know, I I have like the Medicaid thing for California, but I don't, I don't have any like nice, fancy insurance that could possibly cover it. Okay. So, um, I mean, in addition to all that, and, and frankly, I don't, there's part of me that really doesn't feel like I have to, because thankfully my boyfriend, he doesn't really care. He's, yeah. you know, he's one of those, as long as I'm happy, he loves me regardless. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's one of those I've kind of teetered back and forth. And it's my philosophy that anytime you're thinking of surgery, mm-hmm. if you're teetering on it, don't do it. Okay. Um, but what I consider, you know, fully transitioned is, you yeah. know, you've had the hormone replacement therapy, okay. you, you know, you're, you work, you work as female, you know, you live at home as female, basically yeah. your life is female with the exception of you may or may have not had the bottom surgery. So your journey is you're comfortable with where you're at right now and you are in a really good place you're really comfortable with where you are and you are as transitioned as you want to be right now correct is that right right okay Okay. and that's where that gray zone kind of bites in because so many people you know you've got there's an extremist for everything sure um so you know you do have those people that are like oh you know you you have you're not you don't want the bottom surgery well you're not even trans yeah, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't it's, you know, there's always that, that, yeah, there's always that argument. And, you know, of course, there is a piece of it that is a little valid. Yeah, because it is very contradictory. Um, but it's, it's not really that I don't want it. It's just I don't know if I do want it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not okay. that I don't want it. I just don't know if I want to go that far yet. Sure. Because I of, I mean, the recovery alone is brutal. Oh yeah, I but I can only it is imagine. It's so difficult on the body. I I can only imagine. Um, you spoke about like having hormone, like hormone replacement. Is mm-hmm. that right? So it's HRT. Um, yeah, HRT. So in the UK, I know. I would like to think that I know more than um just Joe Public, um, uh, because I have a trans friend who lives in Scotland and um my friend Brooklyn is like yourself extremely open like give Brooklyn all the questions and she will like tell you in a very nonchalant kind of like non-opinionated way like trying to educate the masses and I love it so much and I really feel like I can go to Brooklyn about everything so Brooklyn is mid um mid transition so Brooklyn is on HRT and um Brooklyn has had some self-funded um non-elective uh cosmetic surgery um but i think okay (laughs) but but also uh but i meant like i know yeah you know what i mean um so also my understanding is that um brooklyn is getting hair removal but I believe that it's funded by the government here now that that for us is a is a strange area because um the funding through the NHS I'm sure you're familiar somewhat with the NHS which is our okay so the NHS is the National Health Service and basically we pay for 
Um, it's it's free at point of use, but it's not free. So you pay through like you pay through tax basically. Okay. And um, but each each you have a trust which covers an area, and so oh, okay. uh, like so an area of land. Similar. We have a similar. Right. So you might have like a trust that covers California. You might have one that covers like New York. You might have one that covers Texas, that kind of thing. And so what Brooklyn might have available might be more than what I have available. They literally have different rules. And so based on where you live is what you can be offered. But I know for Brooklyn to get this um, laser hair removal, she had to be on HRT for like three years. And like that. Wow, that was a very... That's now, long, was that, right? Was that the the governmental standards or was that like the, the salon that she wanted to go to? They they were just like, hey, we recommend three years because of blah blah blah. Um that's uh based on to get the laser hair removal mm-hmm. for free, essentially. Is, okay, gotcha. So, so it's a government you, standard. It's a government well, yeah, it's a government standard on society standard. Precisely. Um, Based on a level of commitment. Because obviously there's a lot of people that go through things and then decide, actually, do you know what? This was not the right thing for me to do. Yeah. So you don't have you don't have an NHS, you don't have a healthcare, you don't you can't go to a doctor's and say, Do you know what? I'm not in the right body. I need to do something about it. You can't do that. You cannot say, help me change, can you, in America? Oh, absolutely you can. But not for uh, free. Uh, it's not free at point of use, is it? US healthcare sucks. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's it's so complex. And I mean, there's so many different layers. And, it, you know, sometimes it's okay, well, the government helps you or, or the health thing helps you. But if you have personal insurance, then it prioritizes that. But you can still get a little help or you get no help because there's no coverage. It's just all oh, just it's too, there's too many layers. There's too many layers. Just trying to lay those nut back and things out. But essentially, so what I did is I just Googled, uh, you know, what do I need to do? Um, and because, you know, not to show my age, but, you know, back when I transitioned, it was not as accepted as it is now. You know, there, mm-hmm. there was, there was to- almost total like silence about that entire area. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I lived in a very, very conservative state at the time. So finding doctors that were familiar with the procedures, familiar with, you know, the, the, the dosages and the issues that could come up, it was actually very difficult. Um, and in fact, I ended up getting a horrible doctor because he was literally the only one within a two hour radius that dealt with trans people. Wow. Everyone else was either overly expensive or I think they, they were just far away. Yeah. So I think a lot of people might be really surprised to hear that because my, I mean, I've been to California and my understanding of California is. Oh, no, no, I, I wasn't living in California at the time. Ah, okay. Where were you living? I was living in Virginia. Right. Okay. So fine. Okay. Very so I don't, right. So my understanding of California is that it would be very liberal, but liberal, sorry, but I don't know anything about Virginia. So 
So okay. what I did was, you know, I, I found out that in order to even start hormones, you had to have a letter of recommendation from a social worker, a therapist, or a psychologist, or a psychiatrist, okay. like one of them. Yeah. So I found a social worker, closest one was two hours away from me. And I had to drive there every single weekend. It was awful um, to sit down for 45 minutes to an hour and then turn around and drive back home. And like you have to pay for that session. Yep. It was all out of pocket. And so one thing that I think people underestimate is when I went to every single one of my appointments, I went as Rachel. I did not go as the old me. One, I didn't want to. And two, it, it helped show that, you know, that professional that, okay, this person is serious. Because you, yeah. They're, they're all out in public. They're, they're coming to me. This is what they're like. They must at least think they want this. So, you know, I, thankfully I talked with her and I was, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. I don't like playing the games. I don't, I don't, I just, I just get it out there. I told her right from the get go. I said, I'm here for one reason. I need a letter of recommendation to get on hormones. I know this is what I want. I know this is who I am. I'm just jumping through all the hoops that I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I approached it. And about six months down the line, I asked her if she would consider, you know, writing that letter. And she was like, honestly, I've just been waiting for you to ask. So um, thankfully my journey from male to female, I'm convinced I used up all my luck for my life. (laughs) (laughs) Really good luck. And then it just seems all kind of. Do you feel like with your transition journey that you like landed on your feet somewhat? Do you feel like it all kind of happened how you wanted it to happen? Um, I don't, I didn't really have a vision for how I wanted it to go. I mean, literally, I mean, it was so uncharted territory just because again, it was so, you know, it was so hush hush back then. Sure. And, you know, I guarantee you can talk to a thousand different trans women or even trans men and Mm -hmm. every single one of their stories is going to be drastically different. Sure. Um, but you wouldn't have changed any of what happened? Oh, not at all. No, I'm very happy. Um, I got very lucky that, and I have no problem shouting out, Pizza Hut was behind me 1,000%. They had my back the whole way. They said, if anyone bothers you, you just come to us. We will take care of it. Yeah. You're fine. Um, I got very lucky with that. I, so I were mean, you I, working for them? I was working for them. Okay. Um, I was up for a promotion and I was going to be moving stores. And I said, well, that's great. But since I'm going to be at a new store, I sure would like to start there as, you know, me instead of, you know, changing while I'm there. And they they were perfectly fine with it. They had no trouble with it at all. They, they went through all the stuff to, you know, change my name in the system and, and all that stuff. And, and that's where I spent the first two two and a half years of my transition, which is, that's when I, that's when I nailed down my voice. That's when, you know, the hormones really got a hold of me and kind of mm-hmm. really shaped me. And, and that was, uh, like I said, I got very lucky there. Yeah, no, that is, that is so amazing to hear. Um, it, re- it really, really is. 
So I wondered, um, how do you deal with those who choose to kind of like, they, they listen, but they don't really want to take it on board. Like, you know, I, I love to, I love knowledge so much and I love listening to people and I love being educated. Like it's really important to me to have all the knowledge possible. And, um, so it's, it's a little bit strange to me when, when people don't, they don't want to hear, they don't want to listen. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. I don't relate to it at all. So how do you like, say you tried to educate someone on what trans really is, like and then like they listen but they're kind of like yeah whatever like how do you how do you deal with that I mean that's one of those situations where you just kind of have to throw up your hands and say there's nothing more I can do um but another thing that I think people need to understand is it may not be that person that's saying no it's their family it's their friends it's their entire life size style it's their belief system that's all telling them no this is wrong. You shouldn't listen to this. They are wrong. So they have all this preconceived notions and all these little voices in in their head that are telling them what they should be doing about the situation. And that is Mm -hmm. simply to shut it down. Yeah. Um, Which is sad, but again, you know, it's one of those things where there's really not much you could do about it. It is what it is. Mm. You know, if they don't want to open up to new possibilities or new ideas, then I mean, you know, you could lead a horse to water kind of situation. Yeah, but you can't make it drink. I understand. Yeah, no. Okay. So, all right. So I would like to bring us to Laundry Lowdown itself. So um, for a long time, Laundry Lowdown had wanted a, a trans person to come on board. And it had really been quite a tricky area for Laundry Lowdown because it was about finding the right person. You know, there's there's many, as you've highlighted already, there's many varieties and layers and kind of like, you know, there's so much going on with trans. There's so many options, right? right? And you were the first, like, you're the first one. And right? honestly, like, I when, when I was told that and, and all that, like, I almost cried. I was so honored and so almost in shock because again, that kind of stuff just doesn't happen to me. You know, I, that, you know, it's, it's, that's like a story you hear about, you know? Um, So yeah, I was very, very thankful that, um, believe it was uh, Scott who contacted me Mm -hmm. uh, first. I don't even know if it was even about that. Um, I think I brought it up or he did. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I was, I was very, very thankful. Oh, well, don't be because you, you know, you, you do, you do great things for laundry lowdown. So it was, you know, it was a tricky area and you were the right person for it. So I have um, been, I always talk about like what, when I do my reviews, I always talk about what laundry lowdown is about. And I like to call it smalls because it's like in the UK, like generally we're still very conservative and smalls is kind of like the stuff that we don't really like to talk about in public, like underwear, bikinis, stockings, tights, kink wear, fetish wear, erotic wear, you know, all that kind of stuff. So how do you find buying for yourself? Like outside of reviewing, how do you find it for yourself? 
um, buying smalls. Like, I don't know what your, I don't know what your stats are, but obviously you've not had bottom surgery. So there is something like that is something that you have to take into consideration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, and more importantly, now that I'm doing these reviews, it's something I really have to take into consideration because certain things, either I'm going to have a couple pair of panties on to, Mm -hmm. you know, tuck everything away or I just can't review the piece because it won't look right. Like thongs. Don't, mm -mm, nope. I, there are some women out there, you know, some trans women that wear them and love them. I don't like it. I like security. I like, you know, just because I may not be sure that I want it gone doesn't mean I want want to display it. Exactly. Um, Especially, you know, especially when you're talking about a lingerie review, it's, you know, I don't feel it's, it's appropriate, even if it is, oh, it's whatever. That's just what she has. I, I don't feel personally that it's appropriate. Um, and it, it definitely does. There are some challenges for sure. Um, so a lot of things people forget. So yes, I am trans. Yes, I'm very feminine, femininely statured, mm-hmm. but I'm also oddly shaped okay. because my genetics don't say female. So my body didn't build female. Okay. So my shoulders are a little bit broader than they normally would have been. Okay. So dresses that fit me perfectly around the waist and, and all that don't fit back here because my shoulders are just a little too broad. Yeah. Um, or for instance, I have no waist at all. <laughs> like I, I'm just a stick. So, you know, certain things that are, you know, designed to show off like the hips don't necessarily work as well on me. Um, I feel that's kind of a general girl problem. I was going to say, like, I think a lot of the, I think those issues that you highlighted there are perhaps things that women suffer in general. Like, do you okay. think well, that, that, do you think that, that that's fair? Like, that's a fair assumption. I think that they're kind of. Honestly, I mean, I, this is where you come in because I don't know that. I don't know that world. I wasn't yeah. raised in that world. Okay. I don't, I, didn't, yeah, I wasn't I was, privy to any of that information. Okay, you know, a lot you. of people forget trans, especially in my case, I had to teach myself everything. I, I mean, can you imagine how terrifying it is to walk into a nail salon as an adult yeah. and just have no idea how it, how it even works? Like, what do yeah. you do? You go Talk to you, where do you go? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you don't even know what, to, what the terminology is because you've never heard it before. Yeah. And and it's there's there's a lot of situations like that where you almost are afraid to go because you feel like just by simply not knowing those things and asking questions, you're outing yourself because yeah. what girl wouldn't know this kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it turns out me and Rachel cannot stop talking so much so that we have had to split this podcast into two so thank you for listening to part one please come back again next week for part two